Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let us go into today's teachings. Let's go into today's teachings. We left off talking about um, dreams that ended up misguiding people and misguiding nations. Deuteronomy 13 verse 1 is where we begin. Deuteronomy 13 verse 1. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, so if there is somebody among you who's a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder comes to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou knowest not, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart or with all your soul. So there are times you have dreamers and prophets who come among you and they begin to misguide and they begin to mislead people. Oh, I had the word of the Lord for you. I had the, I saw what God was doing. This is what I've seen. And they begin to prophesy. I call them the parking lot prophets. They meet you after church to give you your word after you've received the word. <clears throat> it's very important for you to know, by the way, who you talk to after church. <laughs> you know, the Bible says after the seed has been sown, after the seed has been sown, the devil comes in immediately to take that. So it's very important to make sure you're observing. Okay, who is, who is you know, people meet you in the parking lot to prophesy to you. The whole service has been powerful and prophetic. Why, why weren't you prophesying in the building? It's amazing, isn't it? So uh, my, my, my point is, they prophesy things that don't even align with what is happening with the word, but because they are prophetic, the Bible says some of those things come to pass. They come to pass because, uh, you know, prophecy is prophecy. There's the gift of prophecy and there's the office of a prophet. The office and the gift are two different things. So the Bible says there are these who prophesy these things and they come to pass. And that's where we realized that there are misguidings in dreams sometimes. That's why you have to test them by the word, test them by the scripture. We said that Seed Hatha, who started the who started Nirvana, what the Buddhists follow, the seeking of Nirvana, he was misguided. We said that Islam was started by, by Ube El Kazim, who was misguided by a prophet and a vision. The Church of the Latter Day Saints, the Mammons were misguided to write another book in addition to scripture. Now, uh, if you look at the later day saints of this year, 
of this generation, they have started separating the Bible from that other book. They've started saying this is our manual for the church, but this is the actual Bible. But in original, in the original Mammon church, they were, they said that is as the Bible. That's in addition to the Bible. If you read the history of it, of Joseph Smith, the unification church is the same way. They had a vision, the leader had a vision of everyone being united and bringing everyone together. So they accept everything. There is no, there is no standard of holiness. There is no come out from among them and be separate. There's none of that. Then you have uh, the Church of the New Jerusalem. Church of the New Jerusalem, the same thing. Jean Dixon, the same thing. Edgar Clyde, people who became readers, readers of readers. So they took prophecies and just took them to the extreme. They no longer read the Bible, they read people's lives. And these are churches that are in operation and churches that claim to be founded on, on biblical principles. But what happened is their founders went into, uh, into ungodliness. Um, the, 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 the man, um, one of the greatest prophets in, in Chicago, greatest prophets, this man um, in Chicago, he was the greatest healer that was in his time. But he got a vision one day and he said, God showed him that he's Elijah. He's the coming Elijah that the Bible talks about. Is this, this Christian walk sometimes is, is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> that you can, you can become spiritual. It, it becomes something. Anyway, so he became Elijah. And, uh, and the, the, a ministry that had worked in so much power of healing because of visions and dreams became misguided. So it's important for you to balance things with the word of God. That is the main point. Pastor, how do I protect myself from being misguided? The word. Try the spirit with the word. Look in scripture and find those things. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let us go to Job chapter 33, verse 14 to 18. Job 33, 14 to 18. For does God speak? For does God speak now one way and another, though one perceives it? In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people and the slumber in the beds, he may speak in their ear to terrify them with warnings, to turn them from wrongdoings, and to keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. Mark Job 33, 14 to 18 in your Bible. Very important scripture. Very important scripture. Job 33 brings out two concepts. The concepts of a dream and the concepts of a vision in the night. Pastor, how do I differentiate between a dream and a vision in the night? A dream is allegorical. It has a lot of hidden meanings. It has a lot of 
uh, you see an animal, you see this, you see that. A vision reveals the nature of God and who he is. So if you sleep and someone appears to you and tells you, this is what I want you to do, clear direction, clear steps, that is a vision of the night. If you're sleeping and you hear about a plan, a plan, so this and this is happening, this and this is going on, it's a dream. Now, one of the way this is Pastor Evans's words, and I have seen this in scripture, but this is out of experience. Usually a vision, you're almost awake watching. It's not like you're fully asleep. It's like you're awake watching what is happening. It's like you're light, light sleeping. You're not, it's like you're still, you're experiencing it. You're watching it. And dreams, you are participating in it. It's happening to you. How many of you understand what I mean by light sleeping? It's like light sleeping. Yeah. You're not, you're, you're light sleeping. You're not fully deep in sleep. The vision of the night and dreams are similar. Now, of course, what are the other visions? Visions are plainly when God appears and says something and talks to you. You're fully awake, fully awake, fully awake. And a vision comes in front of you. That's the visions. But there are times when you're just sitting and you do something like this. You, you kind of just rest or silence your spirit. And then immediately God begins to speak. And it's nighttime. Those are visions in the night. Those are visions in the night. And God will give them to us. I believe he will. He'll give many, many to us. You will get many advices, many directions, many warnings from God. So let's see what Job tells us. Remember, Job was a dreamer. Job was a dreamer. Job was warned about what was going to happen to him in dreams way before it happened. Way before it happened. Uh, unfortunately for Job, it brought a lot of fear and a lot of torment for him. I wish Job, you know, Job was an intercessor for others. I wish Job was as much an intercessor for himself. Um, because it would a lot of a lot of things would have shifted. But you know, thank God that that he went through what we went through. We have the book of Job, and now we know. Amen. Okay, Job 33, 14. Uh, when God is speaking in a vision in the night, it occurs more than once. There is repetition. The Bible says once and twice. He speaks twice, and we perceive it not. Once, yet twice. Do you see that in verse 14? God speaks once, yet twice, and man perceives it not. So when it occurs more than once, God is trying to pass a message. Have you ever had a dream that ends then the next time you sleep, it picks up exactly where it left off. Yeah. God is speaking. 
How many of you know what I mean by repetitive dreams? Please, can someone show me if you understand what I'm saying? You Having do the understand. same dream, repetitive. It means it happens again and again. Yeah, thank you. Again and again. Amen. I don't have my interpreter with me. So she's, uh, she's taking a little rest. So thank you, Sister DJ. Hallelujah. Visions in the night, again, we've said when you slightly fall asleep, short nap, they come to pass. In dreams also, in dreams also, it feels like you can have a conversation. You can talk back to God. You can speak. You can participate. Visions are usually you are the observer. And you're there to watch, see what's happening, and document it. Document what's happening. So they are several things that several reasons why they come. I'm going to give you the reasons and we'll break them down. For warning, warning. Number two, to turn us from doing wrong. Number three, to keep us from pride. And number four, to preserve us from the pit. Three reasons why dreams and visions in the night come. To bring warning, actually four reasons, sorry. Warning, to turn us from doing wrong, to keep us from pride, and to preserve from the pit. I wanna make sure you've gotten those reasons. Those reasons are vital for every believer to understand, vital. So when you have a dream or a vision of the night, you know the other visions you don't need to interpret because they are purely direction. It's these two that we need to really break down. When you have them, you need to say, okay, was God warning me about a decision I'm about to make? Was God turning me from something wrong that I am already doing? Was he telling me, hey, stop, stop this. It's affecting you spiritually. And number three, is there pride in my heart that God is trying to humble me somewhere? And number four, is there a pit that the enemy has planned that I need to kind of strategize and get out of it. Amen. When, when you learn these things, you become very hard to trap, very hard to, to cause to be destroyed, very hard to fall, very, very hard. Because God will speak to you in dreams about things that have been planned. Are you understanding? Like when God speaks to us about, hey, um, there's a war coming. When God speaks to us about uh, that he's bringing miracle money, when God speaks to us about these things, you know, when it happens, you're already prepared. Are you understanding? It's like you're already prepared. You're ready for it. Now, imagine if we did not know to be prepared. It's, you know, I don't know why people use prophecies for gratification or the growth of their ministries. I see them more 
and nothing wrong as they'll cause you to grow because people people get to believe more but i see it more as preparation and warning you're living in tomorrow before tomorrow comes are you understanding you have you have access to tomorrow before tomorrow comes and that is the real secret and the real key of prophecies and of visions and of eyes being open in the night so let's look at some example biblical examples genesis 20 genesis chapter 20 hallelujah genesis 20 and uh, uh, we're going to read from verse 1 genesis 20 from verse 1 and abraham journeyed from thence towards the south country and dealt between Kadesh and Sur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, she is of, says, said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Are we together? But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Number four, but Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also the righteous, a righteous nation? Look at this. God told Abimelech, I will destroy you for you've taken someone's wife. And here, Abimelech talked back. He was able to talk back. So what was it, church? Was it a vision of the night or was it a dream? A dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. Because he was able to talk back. He was able to talk back. So the Lord was appearing to him to bring warning to bring warning, tell him, hey, you, you've, you've gone, you've done wrong by taking this person. You've done wrong by doing this. You've done wrong by, by, by following this direction, amen. So that is an example of a dream of the night where Abimelech turned and said, ah, no, how, how am I wrong here? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. An example of a vision of the night is when Samuel dreamt about Eli, Eli's children. God appeared to Samuel and Samuel had a dream about Eli's children, but the dream was actually a vision in the night. When God said, Samuel, Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, 1 Samuel chapter 3, and Samuel says, here I am, Lord, speak to me. God answers him and begins to tell him what's going to happen. That was a vision of the night. Let us keep going. Genesis chapter 40, verse 9. Genesis 40, verse 9. Thank you, Jesus. 
And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me and the vine were three branches. It was as though it blooded and her blossom shot forth. Look at this. This is like symbols and signs. I saw a tree. I saw a vine. I saw these dreams. And, this, and the cluster thereof brought ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hands. So he noticed there was a cup in his hands and it was Pharaoh's cup. And I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. And I gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Do you see that? Here is the interpretation of the dream that you had. Symbolism, signs, secrets. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto the place where thou delivered Pharaoh's cup into the hand after the former manner when thou was a butler. And he continues and continues and continues. For the sake of time, I'm going to skip it. But you see that this also brought warnings. If you look at Genesis 40 verse 16, there was also a warning for the chief baker. I need to give you these scriptures for the sake of time. Read them or just look at them as they are being typed in the chat. The chief baker, the chief baker also received interpretation of a dream from Joseph. All right. Genesis 41, 1 to 4. Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Genesis 41, 5 to 8. Pharaoh had a vision of famine. And that is where Joseph was brought to interpret those dreams. But all these examples have been dreams of warning. Warning, hey, in three days, this is going to happen. In four days, this is going to happen. When you are warned in a dream, the reason why you're warned is to pray or to prepare. Church, do not just take what God has said and say, well, he's God. He has said in three days, I'm going to lose everything. I might as well get ready to lose it. No, no, no. Get into a negotiation mode with God. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Tell God, you know, this is what, look at, look at my service to you. Look at, the Bible says, when you repent, when you turn, you see it in the life of David. You see it in the life of the kings. When, 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 when God, when God brought brought judgment, you know, even Hezekiah, King Hezekiah went and prayed and cried out after he had made a significant mistake. So the reason why God warns you is to see what our response will be. King David was told, you're either going to lose the throne or fall under the arms of your enemy or fall under the arms of God. So there are examples of people who reasoned with God. The Bible says, come, let's reason together. Reason with God. Say, oh, Lord, I, I remember um, 
Mrs. P, Mama Parsley, Parsley's, uh, Pastor Rod Parsley's mom. There was one day they were in a very bad accident. Very bad accident. Uh, no, no, no. She had gotten a report of cancer. She had gotten a report of cancer in her body. And she prayed and told God, Lord, I have served you. Let me raise my children. Let me raise my children. That's what she went to God with. She went to God with, I, yes, I want to come to heaven, but I also want the joy of being a mother because the children were small at that age. Let me raise my children. Let me raise my children. I have gone to God before with such things. I've gone be to God before with such things. Said, Lord, don't, don't, don't destroy this thing now. Let us, let us continue with it. Just protect it, preserve it, your God. Church, the Bible says, come, let us reason together. But I see a lot of Christians resolving and not reasoning. They resolve and they don't reason. Resolving is saying, well, this and this is going to happen. Let me let, you know, let me just, it's okay. It's the will of God. Don't resolve. Reason. Reason. Go to God and say, Lord, no, 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 no. We, we need to talk. We need to talk here. If you do this, I will do this. Let me serve you. Let me serve you. Let me serve you. Let me serve you. Let me give you my life fully. Let me be fully into, into your ways. And God listens. Church, let me tell you the truth. God is, God is short of laborers. There are few laborers. So when God hears words like, if you keep me alive, I will serve you fully. I will serve the church. I will serve the pastors. I will, you know, you, I will serve my, my children. When God hears those things, he is so short of people to do his work that he says, oh, okay, I, I hear you, I hear you. Now go, go do that and I will preserve you. I will preserve you. Reason out with God. Don't get a dream or a vision where you see these things and just let it settle. I know of a lady who dreamt of uh, their children's graduation and she was not there. She was not there for the graduation. And she went to God. I had this same conversation. I said, hey, don't, don't accept. Go to God and tell him, Lord, I want to enjoy the fruit of my labor. I've paid for their education. I've paid for their work. I've paid for the, I want to see it. Don't, don't, don't hurry me in coming to heaven yet. I know I'm coming to heaven, but please let me do your work. Benny Hinn, same thing. He prayed and said, Lord, let me preach the gospel for one more, one more season. Let me go one more time and preach the gospel. Um, Reinhard Bonke, he said, let me write poetry. I've always wanted to write poetry. Allow me to write poetry. And when I'm done writing poetry, let me go. I know of preachers who say, let me see my successor. Let me see my successor. And once I've seen them, I can come. But right now, I'm not leaving the church in a mess. I'm not leaving it. And they refused. They refused. They said, I'm not leaving. They said, I'm not going anywhere. So talk to God. Amen. Next, turning from doing wrong. 
So those are the scriptures for warnings. Next, God is turning us from doing wrong. Genesis 31, 24. Laban was about to destroy Jacob. Genesis 31, 24. And God came to Laban, the Syrian, in a dream by night and said unto him, take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. God warned and turned Laban from evil. Has God ever appeared to you and said, hey, be careful how you treat this person. Be careful how you react to this person. Be careful, be careful. My first, my first videographer, the first person who did videos for us, the first videos, was uh, he actually did um, videos for Nike, LeBron James. He did the Cleveland Cavaliers. When LeBron was in Cleveland, he was their video person. He did shows like that. And God, God appeared to him. I was preaching one day and God told him, I want you to go help that man. I want you to go help that man. And he's the one who got us started. The videos for um, when heaven speaks, he recorded them. The videos for some videos that when I started off, he did all that. And I used to ask him, you're such a wealthy man. Such a, you have a lot of opportunities. He says, God told me, God told me to come work with you. Amen. And, and we worked together until he went to be with the Lord. Until he went to be, he was an older man. Until he went to be with the Lord. Today, the media that my wife knows, the media that my wife knows, he taught her. He taught her the media that she knows. What we know about that media, He's the one who taught her. Great guy. Went to be with the Lord actually in Kenya, in Africa, doing the work of the Lord. Yep. But he said, for the rest of my life, whatever you need, let's go. Let's do it. Amen. Because of divine instruction, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, Mary, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph was going to divorce Mary. He was going to divorce Mary, but the, the angel of the Lord appeared and tell him, hey, turn, turn from that decision. Turn from that thing you're planning to do. Turn, turn from it. Matthew 2.13, Matthew 2.13, Joseph being told to go to Egypt. He was going in one direction, but God turned him and said, no, go, go this way, go to Egypt. Matthew 27.19, Pilate's wife, Pilate was going to make a decision about Jesus, but uh, his wife had a dream. Go to Matthew 27, 19. You see how God can turn, turn from a decision. When he sat down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him saying, have thou not to do with the have thou not to do with the just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Because of him. 
have thou not to do with that. Don't touch that man. You know, when I read scriptures like this, I thank God for when you have a wife who knows God. Look at this. You know, there are some people who are married to a wife who knows more of Beyonce and, uh, you know, I, I don't even know musicians these days, who knows how to make noise in the house, how to, uh, they know other things, but they are wives who know God. And that is the joy of any husband, of any husband. It is, it is, because you can meet someone who knows many other things. But the Bible says that Pilate's wife turned him from making mistakes. And I believe strongly that God can give you a partner who will turn you from making mistakes, turn you from making many mistakes. Next, I need to finish this four points. Next, to keep you from pride. First Kings 3, 3 to 15. First Kings 3, 3 to 15. God appears to Solomon. God appears to Solomon and tells him, uh, I will give you whatever you want. What do you want? Whatever you want, I'll give it to you. What was this? This was a test. This was a test. I will give you whatever you want. What do you want? I've had a test like this before. God said millions, millions, millions. Millions, millions, millions. Then he said, what do you, how do you want it? Whatever way, you're getting millions. And I said, Lord, do not bless me with millions financially if you won't bless me with millions in souls. I want to touch millions in souls. Souls. It was a test. It was a test. To keep your heart from pride. Keep your heart from pride. Hey. Yeah. First Kings 3, 3 to 15. When you read this scripture, you'll see that Solomon was asleep. He was not awake. So for him, it was a dream when God appeared to him. Amen. Uh, Peter, in Acts 10, 10 to 16, Peter saw many animals in a vision of the night. And God told him, do not be afraid of these animals because Peter thought they were unclean. God said, you can eat them, you can touch them. He was turning Peter from pride. So to turn us from pride. Next, 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 to preserve from the pit, to preserve from the pit. Genesis 31, 10 to 13. God goes to jo Jacob and tells Jacob to leave where he was with Laban because Laban was planning to trap him some more. So God says, hey, it's time to leave. Genesis 31, 10, to preserve from the pit. This has been planned. Be careful and turn away from it. 
Amen. Amen. What are the four reasons we have dreams and visions? Very quickly. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell, tell someone who may have not written notes. Four reasons very quickly, please. One, to warn us. Two, to turn us from wrong. And three, to keep us from pride. And four, to preserve us from the pit. To preserve us from the pit. Amen. Write these scriptures down. I'm going to give them to you quickly. I have not been able to give them all, but let, let's, let me give them to you. Um, Gideon, Judges 7.13. Eliphaz, Job 4.12-21. Job, warning of terrors to come. Job 7.14. Remember, Eliphaz was Job's friend, and that's Job 4.12-21. Job 7-14 was Job dreaming and being warned of terrors to come. Nebuchadnezzar of the kingdom, Daniel chapter two. Nebuchadnezzar being warned of himself, Daniel chapter four. Daniel seven, Daniel eight, seeing the kingdoms to come. Then Daniel having a vision of God, Daniel chapter 10, verse five to nine. False prophets revealed in a dream, Jeremiah 23, 27 to 32, Jeremiah 29, 8. Diviners and witches revealed in a dream, Zechariah 10, 2. Joseph being called to return home after Egypt, Matthew 2, 19. Joseph being warned of Herod, in a dream, Matthew 2.22. The wise men being warned not to go back to Herod, Matthew 2.12. Cornelius being, uh, seeing the angel, Acts 10.3-6. Paul having a vision of Ananias, Acts 16.9. Paul being warned about going to Rome, where he will be persecuted. Acts 23, 11. Paul on the boat having a vision of safety. Acts 28, 23 to 24. And John, the revelator, a vision of Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter one, verse 12 to 18. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm going to borrow two minutes of your time, please. Humbly requesting. I want you to write this scripture down. Genesis 40, verse 8. Genesis 40, verse 8. Please read it today. Interpretations belong to God. Interpretations belong to God. Joseph said in Genesis 40, verse 8, that interpretations belong to God. Amos 3, 7, the prophet Amos said, God will do nothing without revealing it first to his prophets. So all interpretation, the source of interpretation is God and the prophets who see what is coming to pass. Amen. Let's bless the Lord. Put your hands together and bless the Lord for what he's teaching us and for what he's done.
These conference weeks are so amazing, amen? Tomorrow, I want you to bring your, your big boy or big lady hat of maturity, mature hat. We're going to have fun, we'll have some laughs, but tomorrow I want to talk about dreams of copulation, wet dreams and sexual dreams. So please come ready to have serious conversations, amen? Tomorrow is Friday, it's our last teaching day, then Saturday is question and answer, amen? So I want to talk about that and I want to talk about it practically because it happens to everyone. So when it does happen, what do you do in marriage? What do you do when you're single and things like that? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for what you have spoken to us. Thank you, Lord, that you reveal yourself these four ways. We receive your warning. We receive your turning. And Lord, we receive that you've delivered us from the pit. And we thank you, Lord, that you've redeemed us from pride. Now may you be glorified in our lives. I bless each and every person under my voice. Lord, may they get to see you and hear you in every area of their life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Love you all. Have a powerful day at work. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.